Hey there, folks. This is Kristen Williams with another Trans Advocate Podcast. Today I have a few topics I want to touch on. We'll talk about the Arizona's Right to Discriminate Bill. Specifically, we'll hear the office of the bill's sponsor, Senator Yarborough, say that his bill will protect the right of the Ku Klux Klan to institute racial segregation based on religious belief. We'll talk about why a recent trans victory in Texas matters to the American trans population. And we'll also talk about a concept despised by TERFs, you know, trans-exclusionary radical feminists. Um, That concept is intersectionality. We'll talk about how gender stereotypes are used to attack abortion providers. But first, I have some exciting news about the Trans Advocate. As you know, the Trans Advocate has done some fairly badass stuff recently. We've blown entire anti-trans narratives out of the water time and again. Um, You might remember when the trans rapper Evan Young was tortured and then murdered. News outlets made it sound as if his gender identity was up to some sort of interpretation. We found folks who knew Young and set the record straight. We debunked one restroom meme after another. We've exposed the Pacific Justice Institute for what it is. We've directly intervened when we thought that it was appropriate. Time and again, we were told that the stuff we were doing wasn't found anywhere else. And even so, our stories weren't often taken seriously because, well, (laughs) you know, We're just some blog. We're just some bloggers and not an actual news source. Well, not anymore. We're actually a news source now. That's right. As of today, the Trans Advocate is now a Google News provider, just like any other mainstream news outlet. As far as I know, the Trans Advocate is the only trans-only news provider for Google, which is more than a little sad. Our community has some amazing voices and we have a lot of talent. Um, If we are the only one, well, I hope to see more trans-oriented news providers in the future. And if we are the only one, then I'm proud that we have the community's voice represented side-by-side with other content providers like like the Huffington Post or the Times. In any event, this is really more than a little awesome. Um, also, before we get to our topics, I want to share with you some feedback. Um, remember, you can call the Trans Advocate at 708-274-7826. Again, that's 708 708- Two seven four seven eight two six. You can share your tips, opinions, and and more, um, or you can just let us know how we're doing. Um, this is a caller from Detroit, Michigan. Hi, I just want to say that you guys are amazing, and that like along with Clarity and Hufkoske and the Advocate, you guys are such amazing like magazine. I saw you guys on Twitter. Okay. 
Bye. Thank you. Keep doing great work. Wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> I really, really appreciate it. You know, the work that we do here at the Trans Advocate, it's hard. It's, it's hard work. A lot of the investigative pieces that we do, I think that sometimes people fail to grasp how much time, attention, how many resources go into some of the pieces that we do. You know, some of the times we're calling different countries. We do all of our editing ourselves. So for some stories, we fly across the nation. And, uh, you know, all of that happens on our own dime. If you've noticed, each and every story that's on The Trans Advocate is, in and of itself, an act of advocacy. It is someone putting their time and attention and sometimes their very limited resources towards bringing you facts and news that really affect the trans community. You know, so we, it's, it's certainly a labor of love, and I really appreciate the feedback, uh, Detroit. That's pretty awesome. So uh, remember, you can call and share your thoughts and opinions at 708-274-7826. Again, that's 708-274-7826. Okay, so now let's talk about Arizona. So Arizona State Senator Steve Yarborough, a Republican, sponsored Senate Bill 1062. It's hailed as a property rights bill, and it's aimed at ensuring that business owners and social service providers will have the right to discriminate based on religious freedom. So uh, I wanted to get a local kind of feed on the ground perspective there from Arizona. So here's E.J. Montini from the Arizona Republic. Since she would allow them to refuse service to people who may be gay, maybe have certain religious affiliations, we don't know. Could be a lot of exposure in this particular bill. Only because they have a religious belief. It's a solution in search of a problem. We really have no issue about this in Arizona. This is extremists in the legislature essentially appeasing zealots out in the community. It's really a shame, and it is a most ungodly way to view religious freedom. Montini's right. The bill is a huge step backwards for Arizona, and Republicans know it. They just don't care. They really don't care. They know this bill will hurt everyone who's not a white heterosexual male. Instead of me telling you how screwed up this bill is, let me let Senator Yarborough's office tell you how screwed up this bill is. I heard some, now this comes out of, I, I don't know, it's some like left-wing news place, but mm -hmm. what they said was that uh, organizations like the Klan are explicitly religion-based organizations. And if you had a racist person who was part of that 
cult or whatever you call it, but it's their sincere belief that the curse of Ham is correct and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, that these bills open the door to um, segregation again. Correct? If, if one could prove that um, performing an action or you know, acting is motivated by that belief that it's severely held and if they did that it would substantially burden their beliefs then yes that is correct okay there you go they know they're empowering the Ku Klux Klan to institute segregation and they just don't care they're knowingly working to support the aims and goals of a known hate group because in doing so they think they'll be able to gain a right to discriminate against LGBT people. This is what you call cutting off your nose to spite your face. I gotta say something about these um, pieces that I do where I call these bigoted people or bigoted systems and you know uh, I, I tell them, truthfully, that my name is Kristen Williams, and I'm from Houston, Texas. I might talk with a little bit of a Texan accent whenever I call, uh, just to let them know how concerned I am about a particular issue, and how I might be, you know, in agreement with their goals and aims, and I just want to know a little bit about how I might be able to support some of their actions. And whenever they learn them from Texans, and that I have this particular accent, it's amazing how willing they are to be really honest about their bigotry. Isn't that interesting? People like this like to cover up their bigotry behind rhetoric. They, um, they disguise it. <laughs> kind of like the Klan disguises themselves. Um, they wrap their uh, bigotry up in the flag, in the Bible, in religion, and in uh, you know, rhetoric about property rights. It's ridiculous. Well, speaking of Republican efforts to discriminate against trans people, let's turn to Texas. So this case is not simple. It's, uh, I will say that what you need to know is that this case will likely define the transition status of trans people, certainly in Texas, and very, very possibly all of America. This means that your transition status may very well rest on the outcome of this case. That's why it's important. And that's why I've been following it for the last several years. In fact, here's some uh, stuff that I put out oh, maybe about four years ago now. Um, trying to educate people about this particular case. Hey there, YouTube. This is Kristen, and today I wanted to talk to you about the Nikki Aragus case and what that means for the trans community. 
if Nikki loses, all Texas transitioned TG people will be legally detransitioned. So, why is that? Okay, some of you might ask. Well, you remember Attorney General Greg Abbott refused to rule on whether or not transgender people who have transitioned or who are in the process of transitioning were legally male or female. So instead of ruling on that, he kicked it down to the Wharton County judge who is hearing Nikki Araguz's case. The meat and potatoes of that case is not about benefits. The legal question in that case is, is Nikki a man or is Nikki a woman? So now it's up to Judge Randy Clapp to decide whether or not transition people are in fact the gender they transition into or not. Nikki loses. You lose your legal status. It doesn't matter what your doctor says. It doesn't matter what your chromosomes say. It doesn't matter whether or not you're intersex. It doesn't matter if you have your if your birth certificate says you're female when you're male to female. It doesn't matter. What will matter is that a small town judge has said that you're legally male if you're male to female. And that if you're female to male, well, you're legally a woman for the rest of eternity. And some of you who are not living in Texas might think, well, what the hell does that mean for me? It doesn't affect me. See, unfortunately, case law has no boundaries in states. That means the next time a trans case comes up in your state, this case law can be used as precedent. And see, it's even more nuanced than that. This whole thing started because an intersex person wanted to get married in El Paso. Well, the uh, county clerk didn't know whether or not to issue them a valid marriage certificate because they didn't know what sex this person was. Well, they uh, contacted Attorney General Greg Abbott, the guy who's running as the Republican governor right now. They wanted to know how to handle this case. Well, there was a case going on in Wharton, Texas, which is Nikki Aragus. Her husband died in the line of duty. He was a firefighter. And, um, well, the state was going to pay her widow's benefits. Well... The ex-wife was having none of that. She wanted to control whatever benefits came, would, would have gone to Nikki. And so she sued to have the marriage annulled, to have the marriage voided on the grounds that Nikki Aragus, yes, she was post-op, but she was still a man because of this fucked up case called Littleton v. Prang. Littleton v. Pring holds, and I'm not kidding, I'm not kidding, that at the moment of birth, God comes down and bestows one of two sexes to Texas children, and that the obstetrician or whoever is doing the delivery divines God's will, 
and writes on a certificate of live birth, otherwise known as a birth certificate, what God's will was. Was it that this person would be male or female? And that once they write that on that medical document, it can never, ever, ever be changed. No matter what, no matter what medical experts come along later, it doesn't matter. This is the only medical opinion that is written in stone and is infallible. Seriously, that's the Littleton v. Prang decision. Well, so this small town Republican judge agreed <laughs> with that uh, that uh, that belief, and he voided Nikki's marriage. Well, she of course appealed to the 13th District Court of Appeals here in Texas, and uh, this is a mixed court of Republicans and Democrats, and guess what? This time, they found in favor of Nikki. You see, here in Texas, there's this little piece of legislation that says that if you've had a, quote, sex change, you may be issued a valid marriage certificate. The other side argued that um, uh, a sex change does not mean sex change. Seriously, that's what they they argued. They also argued that, um, you know, God wrote the Bible, and the Bible said X, Y, and Z, and blah, blah, blah. That was their legal case. And I know you think I'm joking. I know you think that I'm engaging in hyperbole here, that their case was actually, you know, the Bible. Well, here is uh, the other side arguing before the uh, 13th District Court of Appeals. This is their legal argument. This is them talking to the judges about why Nikki is a man uh, and not a woman. Here you go. This is their devastating legal case. Now, Your Honor, I... I don't mean to be flippant with this, but to me that would be somewhat like an expert coming in and saying this table is a chair. And that, and that is my expert opinion. And we have an ability to either say that that makes sense or that does not make sense. That is credible evidence or that is not credible evidence. You know, Genesis 1.27 and Matthew 19.4, when they talk about God created them male and female, what we are introducing today is the idea, this is what their expert says, it's what they cite in their brief. They say, no, Nikki Aragoos was neither male nor female. She was neither completely male nor completely female. They are introducing, I don't know what this would be, but it would be something that is unprecedented in the history of Texas. Uh, something that we've never recognized before. Let me ask you this. Again, this is, it comes to us in the context of a summary judgment. Don't you have the burden of proof? Don't you have to come forward with evidence to disprove that she is, is not a man, but rather a, I mean, she's not a, a woman, but rather a man? You see what I mean? Where, who has the burden of proof? You do. You are the one that's moving for us to, to set aside uh, you know, the, uh, the, her identity as a woman. And uh, this mixed court, of 
course, didn't buy it. And they recently returned a verdict in favor of Nikki Ergus, saying that a trans woman, after she transitions, is in fact a woman. She is a woman. That is the thing this case is all about. And therefore, she can enter into a valid Texas marriage. The reason why it's important for everyone else is that the other side, this uh, right-wing side that's arguing Bible and blah, blah, it, they are definitely going to appeal this 13th District Court of Appeals ruling. That means that it's probably going to the Texas Supreme Court. And because we have a Texas Supreme Court ruled by ideologues, right-wing ideologues, we will more than likely lose. The Texas Supreme Court will probably say that no, 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 the 13th District Court of Appeals was wrong, and we have to use a biblical interpretation of what is a man and what is a woman, and that God comes down out of the clouds and bestows a sex on each Texas child. That will most certainly be appealed to the Supreme Court of the United States. And that's where it becomes not only Texas's issue, it becomes everyone else's issue too. For a couple of reasons. Let's say that the Supreme Court doesn't hear the case. That leaves this case law, Texas Supreme Court case law, hanging out there, and it will absolutely be used by the right wing to attack trans rights throughout the nation. Or the Texas, the American Supreme Court hears the case and then rules whether or not trans people who transition are their transitioned sex. This case is huge and has implications that are far-reaching. So, what's important to know is that the 13th District Court of Appeals ruled that Littleton v. Prang is dead. That's a big thing. The, the case law has been legislatively overturned. That's a big deal. So here's Nikki when I talked to her about all of this um, just a few days ago. You've come a long way. Right. In the last few years. Specifically in the last year. <laughs> what did you feel like whenever you got the news? I didn't think it was real. I was in shock and I really started crying with just relief. You know, relief. It felt... Well, you know, just yesterday, I sent, I sent my lawyers an email, and I said, I said, what, what is, you know, how long are we going to have to wait for a ruling? Um, so I said, I'm ready to have a good old-fashioned, you know, protest to find out, when, you know, to force a ruling. And so I expected the email that I opened this morning to be another calm down, we have to wait, be patient. Right. And it wasn't that at all. It said we won. We won on every legal argument. We won. So to be clear, this was a three-panel judge. This was Republicans and Democrats 
These, these were, the, the judges were men and women, uh, you know, Texas judges, Re- reviewing judges, Judge Clapp's uh, legal logic and right. rejected it all. Right. Rejected all of the assertions made by uh, the, the other side concerning you. Um, so what is your sense about what happens next? Well, you know, we're we're weighing all of the options. We're really analyzing the um, the ruling at this point. Um, my legal team will, and I will be meeting in the next few days and discussing our strategy. Mm-hmm. But you know, from what I, from all accounts, the the judge's um, ruling was very um, thorough. But we're analyzing it for um, technical mistakes mm-hmm. and um, and really, you know, uh, going to assert the ruling um, to the best of our ability and to the benefit of transgender mm-hmm. Texans. Right. So and what it does do is it strikes down, effectively strikes down Littleton. Right. And no no one else will have to go through what Christy <laughs> Lee and I have had to go through. Now, um, it really, it really uh, asserted that transgender Texans have a right to be married in Texas. Mm-hmm. That's right. The judges found that you are a female... And B, that your marriage was, in fact, valid. Right, right. I asked her about a particularly painful part of her story. You see, when she came out, her husband's family made the claim to the press that her husband didn't know that she was trans. Now, they lived together months before uh, she, uh, they married, um, and she was preoperative at the time. However, people bought the story. They really, really believed that this fallen American hero was deceived. No way could one of our heroes truly love a trans woman. Yeah, that was the most painful part of this whole thing was for people to believe that my husband didn't fall in love with me genuinely, uh-huh. you know. It was the most asinine and absurd part of this, and I think that that's the, that is the dialogue that I hope this case will change forever. Right. You know, that uh, transsexuals aren't inherently deceptive mm-hmm. and don't have to trick to be loved. That's right. Some of you may have heard that TERFs don't like the idea of intersectionality. That is, that our oppressions are linked. So here we talked about Arizona. We talked about how this effort to target the LGBT community is also going to empower the Klan to institute segregation. That oppression is intersectional. And so, body autonomy, the issue of body autonomy, is also intersectional. For those reasons, it's not uncommon for trans people to volunteer as clinic defenders. You see, there is a group of religious fanatics. They will stand outside of abortion clinics and... I've noticed that um, they engage in gender baiting. I 
am pleading with you this morning to have some courage to be a man and go in there and grab that lady by the hand and drag her out of here. Be a man, have some courage. I am praying that you would go in there and grab that lady by the hand and drag her out before it is too late. So if you follow the Trans Advocate on uh, Twitter or Facebook, you see us out there quite often, um, you know, spending our Saturday mornings. We wake up very, very early in the morning to get there before 7 a.m. to uh, stand at the entrances of these clinics and protect them. I support body autonomy, period. If a person is in need of abortion services, I support their right to get the medical care they need. It's why I act to physically protect those clinics. If a person is in need of trans services, I support their right to get the medical care they need. It's why I work to set up three low-cost, no-cost trans clinics. Body autonomy. Agency over one's biology so that biology isn't destiny. And the right to access safe medical care. Those are all intersectional issues. And it's no surprise that time and again, we find the same group of people standing in our way. Well, I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Trans Advocate Podcast. Uh, Remember... (laughs) If you want to share your opinions about any of them, you can call 708-274-7826. Again, that number is 708-274-7826. You can find us online at facebook.com slash transadvocate or on Twitter at twitter.com slash transadvocate. You can find our website at transadvocate.com